Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Welcome to Trina Talk. If you're listening, go out and subscribe to the show so that you won't miss an episode. My goal here with Trina Talk is to empower and impact people all around the world. So I need your help to do that. Go out and tell your friends, your family, and everyone you know to listen to Trina Talk. There's a new episode every Monday. Welcome to episode 194. The topic for this week is Lead Up for Women. And my guest is a woman who's doing exactly that. She is empowering and leading other women to not live in that scarcity mindset, but to level up. And I was on her show. Now I've had the opportunity to have her on Trina Talk. And my guest is Colleen Biggs. Colleen is an award-winning pioneer who empowers women to take bold steps to lead up in their lives and in their businesses by stepping into the spotlight to expand their influence and attract more clients. Colleen has extensive success and experience in corporate America for over 30 years. She has consulted over 340 business launches. She has three successful businesses, Lead Up for Women, Leap, and Success to Significance. She is an author. She is a podcast host. She has published two journals on Amazon, and she publishes a bi-monthly magazine. So here's the interview with Colleen. Hi, Colleen. Welcome to Trina Talk. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. I was on your show, so I was very honored to be on the other side of the table with you. And you're doing some great and amazing things in your world. So how I start the show off is I always ask my guests, tell the listeners who you are and what made you the Colleen that you are today. Oh, every success and failure I've ever had, we're going to be here for about 10 hours <laughs> now. Um, you know what, what has made me the person I am today are the failures that I've had along the way are the trials that I've had, because I feel that we grow through the trials. We don't grow through the times that we're skating, right? The times that we're surfing the wave and things are going really well because we don't have to use our brains. We don't have to, um, try to figure things out, pivot, whatever it may be. So, I have become the person I am today, A, because I love myself. I'm not so sure a lot of people can say that and look in the mirror. And it's been a long, hard ride, a lot of therapy to get to loving myself because we just were so programmed to back in our childhood, right? And how we were so influenced by everybody around us to the point that while I was in corporate America for um, three decades that I was in corporate America, I allowed labels to stick on me because I didn't feel like I was enough. And I'm sure some of your listeners can relate to that. So I'm telling this story kind of in little segments. I didn't feel like I was enough ever. 
And even though I knew I could complete a goal, I was uh, going to be the best employee they ever had because my work ethic was sky high rocket. You know, I was superb at everything I did. And I, I feel very confident and comfortable saying that. But when you're that confident and you know you can do things, people around you, like there's no I in team when you are at corporate America. There's no standing out. There's no um, being yourself, right? You've got to blend in. You have a job description. And that job description says what your value is to the company, which is what you're paid. So the most dangerous thing that happened to me during corporate America was I felt my worth was how much money I made. And that becomes very dangerous when you become an entrepreneur. So when I became an entrepreneur and decided to kick the corporate habit, drop out of corporate, kiss it all goodbye, uh, three years ago, in well, four years ago, I guess it is now, in 2019, that I decided to jump out of my own as an entrepreneur. Now, mind you, I have been coaching entrepreneurs for about 18 years up to that point. So I had a pretty viable coaching background. I have been, I had launched over 340 businesses with CEOs. So I had a pretty lucrative um, skill set going on. Yet when I came out to be an entrepreneur, I still felt like I wasn't going to be accepted in the entrepreneur realm of my skills. And that's another big block is going from one career to another or coming from corporate America to entrepreneur. It's like we forget that we had all these skills and possess all this, these, you know, this skill set, this um, knowledge, this wisdom, this experience, and almost like we have to start over, but we don't. I'm here to tell you, you don't have to start over. So I started a community called Lead Up for Women. And I'll tell you why I started. I wanted women to be able to be supported as entrepreneurs, to be able to have the strength of other women if they need it, to have personal development, to be able to have exposure. Uh, my tags are be seen, be heard, and be visible, you know, and it's about connecting, influencing other people and leading. That's why it's called Lead Up for Women. And I created it because all the women that I was surrounded with in corporate America, it was not fun, Trina. Mm -hmm. Like it was doggy dog world, you know, one position available, fight to the death to see who's going to get the position. And that's not how I wanted to live my life with my friends, right? So I didn't have a lot of female friends, but I knew how powerful females were. So the ones that I did get along with in my networking, I just loved being around them. So I wanted to be able to spend more time with them, tap into their value, their skill sets, their wisdom, their experience, and let each other tap into each other's experience. And I built this community, um, you know, four years ago, Lead Up for Women, um, that's grown to over, you know, 10,000 women. And we, what we do is support each other. And we get our own visibility from our individual brands on all the spotlights, the Member Monday spotlights, the Teaching Tuesday masterclasses, um, the magazine, the podcast, you name it. It was all created to give female entrepreneurs the visibility that they deserve and a platform for them to be self-confident on. Too. I love that. And as I said, I was on your podcast as mm -hmm. well. So love that, love the platform, love what you're doing. And, you know, because you are an author, you're a award winning, you're a podcaster, you have your your community. So you're doing so many great things. And and I so relate to that corporate America 
doggy dog think it's like you. I didn't have many female friends. And, you know, and like you said, when you have the bar set for yourself like this and you go into corporate America and then everybody's looking at you like, who does she think she is? You know, like, you know, I'm just here to try to do a good job. And, you know, but people are threatened by that. So I'm really glad that you said that because I know there's listeners out there who are going through similar things and they're wondering, what do they do? What do they do? How do they get past this? You know, they want to show up as their best selves, but then that's criticized. And then when you have someone, especially another female, and, and I've said this before on the show, it's, it's so disheartening because guys, they don't have to like each other and they don't have to be friends with each other. They'll go out and play golf and strike up business deals and, you know, may not even like each other, but they'll be like, hey, Jim, um, I saw Bob the other day and he has this and this and I thought about you. But we as women, we don't do that. You know, it's like almost like the, the scarcity mindset. And so, you know, in your business and in this whole line of women empowerment that you have created, Tell us what you have seen as far as like that, how um, maybe you had to help some women get over that kind of mentality to actually help lift other women up. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Trina, because um, the lack mindset is Mm -hmm. a really bad place to be Um, when you have an abundant mindset. Uh, we talk about this all the time in Lead Up for Women, which is co and in every program that I have, my LEAP program, my Lead Up for Women community. Um, I create community everywhere I go. It's just I started it at like five years old with my, you know, <laughs> stuffed animals and my dolls and was singing to them with my little plastic microphone. Um, but you know, I create community with friends and and in my church group. So <clears throat> when we create community. We bring together like-minded people and you attract people to you that are either on your level of thinking of where you're at, or you attract people that want to be that way. Meaning they know their vibration maybe isn't as high as yours, but they're so attracted to you and they feel like a better person being in your presence. And let me tell you, I have so many friends that I keep in my circle because their vibration is so high. I feel like a better person in their presence. That's why I keep them in my circle. Um, We've got, you know, our five people that we hang around with the most or the communities that you in that you're in. Remember that your network is your net worth. So you want to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that bring you up, that fuel your success that want to introduce you to other women because they're not threatened by you. Um, And we talk about that all the time. It's conversations that we have in our book club. It's conversations that we have on our master classes every week and our networking events, which is now is a time for you to meet someone new that you can collaborate with, or they can introduce you to someone that you can collaborate with. So it's not always just the, you know, us, it's like five degrees of separation, right? There's so many different people out there that you can meet through just one person. And so when you have that abundant mindset, then you don't feel that you have to hold on to everything. It's kind of like that little child that grabs all the toys and they're dropping. He's trying to hold on to them, but the little other child comes over and wants one of the toys and he just starts screaming because he's so afraid if he doesn't hold on to all of those, he's never going to have another toy to play with, you know? And that mindset serves nobody. It doesn't serve your competition. You know, we should keep our competition close. If you were to collaborate 
with your competition, which I collaborate a lot with other female um, communities, because a one woman might see my community as a benefit to them, where another woman might not see my community as a benefit, and maybe one that I'm collaborating with is a better fit for her. The goal in this is to empower women to make their own decisions, to feel confident and sure about their decisions they're making, and confident and sure about themselves, which is what the secret sauce is, that is the number one thing that makes their business stand out. It's them, Mm -hmm. no matter what. And people ask me that all the time. Who's your competition? And I always say, I don't have any competition. It's not coming from an egotistical state. I'm just saying that there's a lot of peak performance coaches out there. There's a lot of female communities out there. I don't focus on them. I focus on me and what I have to bring to the table, and I focus on the people I'm serving, period. So I never worry about what other communities are doing or what other coaches are doing. And, you know, we're always just trying to become a better version of ourselves. I love that. Yeah. It's just, it's so powerful. And let's go back to something you've said at the beginning. You said, you know, your first thing was loving yourself. And tell me how you came to that revelation. Okay. So I don't remember what year it was, but I was working in corporate America and I was in a position where I needed to travel around to about 200 and some stores throughout a three-year period and um, gather information from these specific business owners. And I found myself alone a lot, meaning traveling in a vehicle for days, where it would be a five-hour drive from one client to the next. So, you know, I'm not flying constantly. I would fly into a state and then maybe I would drive two states and then fly from the next airport to another state. So I found myself alone a lot and I had not been alone. You got to remember, I'm a mother. I have seven kids. Um, I, I had still kid, you know, several kids living at home then. And so I was never used to being alone. And um, to spend that much time by yourself, you think a lot and you get to realize, do I like hanging out with me? And the answer to that was absolutely no. I really didn't like myself. I didn't like um, that I was impatient with things. I didn't like that I would get um, upset by certain things that would trigger me. I didn't like that I was allowing people in my lives that uh, weren't fueling me, that I was tolerating things in my life that I shouldn't be tolerating. So basically, it just comes down to this, Trina. I was not giving myself permission to live the life that I desire to live. And I was super unhappy with that. I was allowing everyone else to dictate kind of by default how my life should be. And I never decided up to that point to live my life by my design because I didn't think I had the option to do that in corporate America. So it's funny because knowing what I know now. So what I what I did. So for your listeners, this is the trick. Women of color in tech feel excluded, isolated, and treated as though they are invisible. We have to work twice as hard and be twice as good to get noticed. I help women of color in tech get past imposter syndrome, navigate the obstacles in the tech workplace, and advance in their careers by being confident, showing up authentically, and negotiating the pay and promotions they deserve so that they can represent and remain in tech. If you are a woman of color in tech and you're ready to take command of your career path, 
then Tech Trifecta is for you. It's my private coaching program and is now open. Enroll today at tlmintl.link forward slash tech trifecta. You got to dive in and write down what are the things that you want to do? What are the things in your life you want to accomplish? What are the things that you're tolerating that you're just tolerating? You realize that when you write it down that you need to let go and then start letting go of the things that you're tolerating little by little by little as much as you can do at a time and then start bringing things into your life that you wish you could have been able to do that you still haven't done because too many of us are living on what I would call borrowed time and we don't realize that you know, every day we wake up, it's a blessing. It's not like, you know, it's a gift for us. So if we've only got so much time to live, then it's probably an important factor for us to live out our lives every day, the way we want to live, tell the people we love, you know, that we love them and realize that the people that have judgment against you, the people that have opinions against you on who you are or what you do or what you say, it is their own reflection. Always has been, always will be. It's a direct comment about you. It's their own reflection really of themselves that they're saying to you. So when you realize that, you see the comment different um, perspective, almost with a, a heavy heart for that person that they feel that way and that you wish them to be able to find peace for themselves and joy for themselves because listeners, Trina's listeners is who I'm talking to right now. If you are trying to find joy and peace outside of yourself, it's going to be a long journey because it has to start within. So what satisfies you? What makes you happy? What brings joy and peace into your life? And if you can't love yourself, my gosh, how could you possibly have have love or sympathy or empathy or anything for anyone else? Right. So Mm -hmm. it starts with us and filling our cup. And I just started reading a bunch of self-development books and really started down a personal development growth path, which helped me a lot. And I got a mentor. Yes. Huge. I got a mentor. Yes. And let's talk about that, especially for women, because when I was going through corporate America and all that, I didn't have a mentor. Matter of fact, I probably didn't even know what a mentor was. And I know now that's a big thing, mentor. So talk about that. And what exactly is a mentor? How do you come across one? Everything. Yeah. So a mentor is um, different than a sponsor. So there's both, right? So a mentor is going to be someone that you can say, hey, I really feel like I feel comfortable talking to you. I feel that you have more knowledge than I have in this area or where I want to be in this company or where I want to get to as an entrepreneur. If you're an entrepreneur, someone that's done it before you, that's in a higher position or is an entrepreneur, maybe has um, already you know, sold so many clients in a year or produced products or produced online lead generation, people that have done things that you want to do, right? And this could be a mentor in fitness, right? It, it doesn't have to be work. It could be a mentor in, in health and in food and nutrition. So by getting a mentor, you're asking a person that's done it before you, will you mentor me? So A, you're asking them to share knowledge with you. B, you're asking them to then hold you accountable, 
for goals you're going to be setting, timelines, things that you say you're going to be doing. That's the biggest piece. And B, you're going, or C, you're going to ask them to have regular connections with you. Could be once a month to hold you responsible for things you said you're going to do. Um, But the most important piece of having a mentor is A, you need to open yourself up to um, constructive criticism and feedback, which means this happened to me in corporate America. My CEO was my mentor. He took me under his wing. And I remember walking out of a meeting once. And he said, the next time you walk into a meeting, I want you to be the last one to speak, not the first. And I was like, okay. He's like, all right, that's it. And I was like, okay. And I could have taken that awfully and said, Mm -hmm. oh, oh my gosh. He thinks that, you know, what I had to say wasn't good enough. You know, I could have gone down this rabbit hole forever, Mm -hmm. right? Of all the things that I did wrong. All I did was take that and say, okay, the next time I walk into a meeting, now that I know what it's like to speak first, I'm going to hold my tongue. I'm going to wait. And then I'm going to be the last to speak. And when I did that, Trina, I got to listen to what everyone else has to say first, which changed what came out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have known that if I wouldn't have ever had anyone tell me to be the one to speak last. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I just think there's so much knowledge and wisdom to learn from mentors. So you need to seek out someone that's done what you've done before. And let me tell you, as an entrepreneur, I've surrounded myself with people that they're not competitive at all. And um, they want to give you information free. You know, they want to share it with you because they know that they want, you know, we all want to succeed, especially as women. We all want to help each other succeed. So um, just ask the question. I guess that's the first step is so many women don't ask and they don't ask because they just don't know what the answer is going to be. The worst it could ever be is no. And if you don't ask, it's already no. So you might as well ask. (laughs) So true. I mean, and like I said, I I just love this conversation because we're not taught that. And I don't know why women are not taught to do things like this. You know, you know, we're not taught to negotiate, network, uh, collaborate. It's just I don't know. It's just something like it's not in our DNA. So we have to learn through these hard knocks. So other than that, with your mentor, what other kind of like hard knocks have you gone through that now you're applying like in your coaching and with the women community to help them not make those same mistakes? Yeah, I think the the first mistake that I made was realizing that my self-worth didn't have anything to do with how much money I made. Mm. Right. And so many women, believe it or not, this is what holds them back in business. Because if you don't have this self-confidence, if you don't have the self-esteem in your product, in your service, in your brand, which is generally you, if you don't have that, number one, you'll never sell anything because your money of exchange is just not going to happen because you're trying to sell something to someone and you're not sure about it. They sure as hell aren't going to buy it because they don't, they know you're not sure about it. So that's, that's a big piece. And believe it or not, even after 18 years and launching all these successful businesses, I still went through that low as an entrepreneur of realizing that what I made wasn't my self-worth, that I was enough already, right? To have the confidence. The second thing is, is build your business 
based on what your skills, experience, and knowledge are. Don't try and create something that someone else says you have to have. Okay. So, so many women come to me and they have already worked with other coaches. And when I'm talking to them, they're so heavy on the products that they have. And well, I, all these Instagram posts I have to do and these processes that they're doing, I'm like, why are you doing this? That it's so obvious to me, you hate it. There's a reason why you're not selling these packages because you said when you were doing it the old way, you could sell night and day. So why did you switch? Well, my last coach told me to do it. And I said, we're just going to clear the board right now. I don't feel that coaching is a one size fits all. And I know there are some programs out there that do, but it's not. You have to get in the map of other people's world. That's number one. Because, you know, not everyone is the same. So you can't coach them the same. You can't guide them the same. You know, they're not going to respond the same, you know, in communication. So once you understand how a person ticks, then you can better serve them. So that's another area that took a lot of work for me um, in learning that skill set over years and years. Um, Another one is thinking that I couldn't do things on my own and bringing partners in to assist me and bringing people in to collaborate with me, thinking that why would anyone want to show up for me? I got to bring in all these other people. I guess I wanted to maybe be in the shadows or stand behind them, which is hilarious because I run a community about stepping into the spotlight, being seen, being heard, being visible, being visible, excuse me, with this cold of mine. But for some reason, I did that often. So that was a big mistake of mine. And I asked uh, someone this question that runs a, a big female community as well, you know, a large female community. I said, if you want advice, what would it be? She said the same thing to me. She said, don't think that you need to bring in other people and partners and, you know, that to do strategies that you mm-hmm. can do it on your own. Now, I am certainly not saying that you don't want to have someone that you're coaching with, you know, that's providing you guidance. That's not what I'm saying because I have a coach. My coach's coach has a coach. You know, mm-hmm. um, I totally agree with having someone there to bounce ideas off of, to give you a different perspective. Super important when you're growing a business to have a coach. My point of that is that you can do it and we need to trust our intuition and not feel as if we need someone else's assistance to get where we want to go. Trust yourself. That's a big one. And I didn't always trust myself. I felt like, well, I got to bring this person in to do it with me. And my husband was the one that actually recognized that and said, why is it that you keep bringing all these people along and you don't ever do it on your own? Because you're totally capable. And I didn't realize it till he brought it to my attention. And I was like, wow, I think I do do that. And that's interesting, you know, that I do. And I don't know why. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's funny because yeah, you, you have to believe in yourself. You, you know what you have. And it's funny you say that because I've thought the same thing, you know, it's like, I know I have this expertise and whatever the skill is, you know, but it's like, oh, well, you know what, maybe I need to take another class because maybe I'm, I'm not ready. So I found out that I was like enrolling all these classes and I'm like, why am I doing this? Because I know this and the person's teaching it. I'm like, 
I could teach them how to do this. I am so glad you said that, Trina, because my next advice to your listeners are we have to start before we are ready. You will ready yourself to death. So it's not it's not ready. Aim fire. That's the old way of doing things. That's the corporate way. Mm -hmm. They aim for years before they fire. Right. It's ready. Fire. Yes. Aim. So you just get out there. And that's one of the biggest principles that I teach in my coaching is about being getting ready enough, but then getting it out there. I mean, I've created programs and gotten them out there before I'd even flushed anything out, meaning no curriculum. I sold it. But then I was like, okay, now I need to create what I'm going to do for that workshop. But I had exactly one hour before I spoke at a networking event that I had to create something to sell. And that's why people say you can create money out of thin air. It's like, well, so can you. Mm -hmm. We just have to, you know, be prepared for it and want it and then know that, yeah, if I sell this, I could totally put something together. I'm not worried about it at all. I can make that happen. So That's where a lot of women get stuck is in the preparation phase where they don't want to show up on a platform of mine because they'll say, oh, my website's not ready. I was like, girl, I started two six-figure programs, zero websites. Let me just Mm -hmm. tell you, they had nowhere to click, nowhere to go look. I sent them an invoice. So yes, you can do this. You don't need a website. Yes, yes. Oh, and I, you know, I love what you're saying about just, you know, ready, and, you know, get out there because yes. I found that that was my mistake. I was going, okay, another class. Oh, you know, and I was classing myself to death. I was, you know, going, well, maybe I'm not. And I'm going, what is your problem? And it, and it took me <laughs> after spending a lot of money going, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I spending this money on something I already know? I know what my expertise is and where I'm going. And then like you, I started doing like you do. I'm like, yep, I can do that course. Yep. I can do that workshop. And then I'm thinking, okay, I don't have that created yet, but I can do that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, my clients never understand when I tell them, when I say, you don't need me. And when we're working together and they're like, why would you say that? And I say, because you have everything you already need inside of you. My only position here is to make you believe it. Right. You've got it. You don't yeah. need me. But for now, because you believe you, you do, just like when we ride a bike and we have training wheels, you believe you do. My goal is to get the training wheels off. Yeah. So, you know, to me, success is not needing to, um, you know, to, to, to be able to graduate and move forward and level up and then, you know, hire that next coach and that next coach, because they should only be about 10, you know, about 10 feet in front of you, right? right? Or so many years in front of you, it's really tough to work with a coach that has done what you've done so superbly and is 30 years ahead of you. Right. And you're like, there's right. such a disconnect to like come back down to where I am when yeah. you started. Right. Yeah. So, you know, since I've been doing this for so long, working with female coaches, which is a lot of who I work with, I work with real estate agents and women um, that sell products and do services. A business is a business is a business, by the way, you could be in franchising, you could be in real estate, you could be selling, you know, you could be a doctor. I work with a lot of chiropractors and pharmacists and doctors. It doesn't matter business is business. And until we start with us, that's why I talk on and do courses on master you to master your success. You must master yourself first because anything you create can only grow to the extent that you grow. That is it. 
And that's with relationships. That's with everything. So people that think, you know, oh, I'm, I want to work with Colleen because she's going to help me gain more money in my business. I hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to work with her because she's all about the money. And she's going to help me, you know, gain more revenue. I'm 10 times out of 10. We're working on them. Right. Not that yeah. not their revenue that they're generating. We're working on them. And then mm-hmm. when they're all straight and they feel good and confident, they can go and sell mm-hmm. anything they've got. Yep. yep. And increase it's, their revenue. That is so yeah. funny. So funny because it is, it's, it's the mindset. And isn't that funny how your mindset can just really play a number on you? Oh, I mean, you know, people think I pop out of bed every day and have this great attitude. You know, I swear they've told me that, like, you've got it all together and, you know, you must just pop it. Do you think I just like fairy dust pop out of bed every day and feel that way? I'm like, no, I'm tired. Just like the next person when my alarm goes off and it's dark 30 out. Mm -hmm. But what gets my mind straight is my time alone. So I get out of bed in the morning, put my robe on, make some hot tea or coffee, and then I go into my office and I sit and I write gratitudes. Mm-hmm. I like raise my vibration of things I'm thankful for. I read motivational books. I read mm-hmm. books that are educational, like think and grow rich and the mm-hmm. secrets of a millionaire mind. And then I do the work in the book. I don't just get to the point where it says, do this and do this and then skip over it. I right. do the work. And that is why I created a book club within my community for the women that I work with, because the personal development that I got just from that time of reading was so great. And it changed and shifted my mindset every morning to where I was like, I can do this, Mm -hmm. right? I've got this. I can do anything. I can make a million bucks. The minute that I shift my mindset in the morning, I have this abundance of time, this abundance of money. It comes to me easily. Mm -hmm. And that's what I believe. And when you believe something to the point where someone has to talk you out of it for you to believe it's not true, that's true desire and belief. And when you have that faith in yourself and believe in yourself, which starts with loving yourself, then you can accomplish anything. It really is true. Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally agree because I've started doing that same thing. And it's, yeah, the mind, like I said, the mindset is all about how you see yourself and how you see yourself is how you position yourself. So it's all about that. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Oh, my. It is. I had I had someone tell me one time and I'll share this secret. I've never shared this with anyone. Actually, I walked into for the very first time I was transitioning from corporate to being an entrepreneur. And I walked into a mastermind, the first one I'd ever been to. I'd never been to a physical mastermind. First one I'd ever been to, I was invited by a friend who was an entrepreneur. It was a two and a half day event. So I walk in with my suitcase and they had already started because I had to be at work that morning. So, you know, I had to go to corporate, my office, and then I was going there and taking the rest of the time off. And one of the gentlemen pulled me aside Um, because I came in kind of halfway through the day Mm -hmm. and pulled me aside. He's like, there's an aura about you when you walk in a room. And I thought to myself, there is, but I thought in a positive way, I'm so happy he said that because I'm like a confident person Mm -hmm. in who I am, right. In who I am. And at that time in corporate America, I was confident about who I was and what I did. Was I confident about being an entrepreneur? No, because I was just transitioning. And if he would have caught me three months later, it would have been a whole different, a whole different scene. But that's my point. It wasn't that anything changed with me, right? 
I was confident one day and people were complimenting me on my aura when I walk into a room by my confidence, by my mindset, on my belief and my faith in me. Then three months later, you know, I'm crying, trying to figure out my life, um, which a lot of us don't talk about. Right. And then now here I am today and I get compliments and people telling me I have it all together. It's like the road's been a little bumpy. It's been a little, (laughs) but we need to talk about that. Yeah. And, you know, and and let's do that. Let's talk about that, because, you know, we're living in this instant gratification world where um, we're looking at Instagram. Everybody's living their best Instagram life and everything is so great. But they never show that, like you said, the day that, you know, they're bawling their eyes out going, can I do this Um, or this happened and, you know, this knocked me 10 steps back. Um, so yes, tell us about some of the things that you've encountered and how you've overcome them to get to the point where you are. And cause like you say, you're like, you know, you're like everyone else. You're not jumping out of bed going, Woo-hoo! you know, some days you're tired. Some days you're, you know, frustrated. Some days you're happy. You're like everybody else, but how do you get over those rough times? So, you know, I'll tell you a, a quick little story in this is actually about one of my daughters. Um, she was potty training. And uh, the picture that went on Instagram was the child all happy sitting on the toilet, right? You know, like, yay, we're potty trained, you know, and all the private parts are blocked out. Mm -hmm. And uh, but what happened before that was like an explosion in the bathroom of not good stuff that anyone wants to see. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I just am saying that because what you see on Instagram is a blip. It's a glimpse into a moment of someone's life when something was going really, really well. Like I just posted my husband and I snowmobiling in uh, Montana at Big Sky. And what I didn't post was when I went down one of the paths, I totally turned over the snowmobile. My husband and I found ourselves standing in four feet of snow and trying to push the snowmobile up to get it back on the course, right? I didn't post that photo. I posted the photo of us like thumbs up. This is so much fun. Look at us snowmobiling. And I'm sharing that with everyone because we all have trials. People usually, usually I post my trials actually. And when I'm crying, I'll go live on Facebook, but people don't. And they don't because they feel like it's a sign of weakness because that's how we've been trained. That crying is a sign of weakness, but it's not. Vulnerability is bravery and courage. And I really needed to learn that because... You know, I've made a lot of stupid choices. I remember hiring someone very early in Trina and I've almost gotten this out of my brain, which means I've worked my way through it because I was trying to think of something that was detrimental to me. And I just brought it just a little blip of a memory just came back. So it's almost gone and maybe I'll never talk about it again. But I hired someone. I probably paid them $24,000 by the time I was done um, to help me. Uh, create a course and do all these sound bites for Instagram and, you know, speak on stage and all these things I was supposed to do. And I didn't get anything from it just so that, you know, like it was a disaster. There was like 20 people there and 15 of them were the speakers. It was just not good. You know, I didn't get what I needed. Um, and that was probably on both of us. Right. Mm-hmm. I was inexperienced in this kind of world of what was happening. 
And so I thought this was like the golden ticket. And so many of us going around think, oh, if I just pay that person $20,000 or $12,000 or they can fix this for me. There is no silver bullet in business. I promise you that there is no silver bullet. Associations with people and who you know and who you spend your time with is going to be your greatest um, valuable asset as an entrepreneur. So I spent all that money. I got nothing from it. I walked away and then wound up creating my own course the way I wanted to do it several months later that I was able to do in less than four days, Mm -hmm. recorded it, got it all uploaded, created all the worksheets. So again, trusting yourself is so important. I knew that I was reaching and trying to do something I didn't understand and I wasn't getting the support that I needed. And that was so much wasted time and so much wasted money when I didn't need to spend that money. I had everything I needed already inside. And it took me making that very, very expensive investment for me to realize that. So again, I'm not saying don't hire people in marketing or LinkedIn or people that can assist you through the things you need, their skills and knowledge. I mean, I've hired people to help me start my podcast. These are very important investments that you make so that you can learn how to do it, right? Um, I'm not saying don't invest in those people. I'm saying trust your ability and trust yourself and trust your intuition. And don't think that you have to reach for some silver bullet that's going to just overnight, you know, make your business successful. It's you. Mm -hmm. It's always been you. Yeah, I think I think we probably all have done that. I've done that as well, where I've I've actually it's funny because I'm like you, I'm trying to get over it. I've (laughs) tallied the other day of like all the things that I spent money on that I was like was a total waste, didn't even need to do it. Um, Like, why did I pay for that? Why did I do that? I'm like, oh, you know, so here's the grand total of money that I've spent that I shouldn't have spent because I could have done all of this myself in the business and had it going. So. Yeah, it's a it's a hard learning lesson, but you know when you think about it, you're like, "Yep, I'll never do that again." Um, but yeah, trusting yourself is definitely um, the the key to success. It's not thinking like you said; it's no easy fix. It's not like you're going to pay someone and all of a sudden your business is going to magically appear and. It just doesn't work that way. So, um. yeah. And it's not like we don't need to acquire new skills and constantly be learning because I really, really, really feel that we need to always be learning, you know, to grow, to be a great leader. But, you know, it's like when you become a mom for the first time, trust that the baby and you are going to be able to figure things out. Yes. Do you need to gain some skill sets and some knowledge and being a mother and what to do and sleep schedules? And yes, you got to do all that. But you also have to trust the relationship that you have with the baby, right? And that you're a mother and your body instinctly knows what to do. The baby instinctly knows what to do. Um, and not that you're starting from, you know, scratch. So trust yourself, um, but then get the skills and experience needed to acquire. But if you've been doing something for a long time and now you've become an entrepreneur, trust yourself that you can just continue utilizing that skill, those that knowledge, the experience and all the wisdom you have. And you're going to attract the right people the more that you get out there and just show up as yourself and try not to be like other people because everyone's taken. Sorry. Right. You know, news break. <laughs> yeah, everyone else. No one's taken. left. <laughs> Only yeah. you. Wow. 
just such good stuff. So, you know what? I want to talk about your book because I love the um, title, The Anatomy of Accomplishment. So tell us a little bit about that. So I have a new book. And The okay. Anatomy of Accomplished, I released about four years ago, okay. which is an amazing book, The Anatomy of Accomplishment. I definitely think that, you know, go out to Amazon, snag that book. It is a it's a great business handbook of how to have bigger, better, you know, bolder results in your business. Great handbook. The latest book I just did uh, was after I built my community lead up for women, which was step into the spotlight mm-hmm. to expand your influence to attract the right clients. And that's really everything I'm about today, which is the more that you're you, the more that you boldly get out there, the more that you show up, the more that you get away from the keyboard warrioring, you know, and get out online and go to networking events and boldly show up as you and take charge and, you know, be confident. The more that you have the opportunity to attract people to you, I can name numerous clients that I'm working with today that have met me at networking events. And they were attracted to me because of who I was and Mm. what I stood for and my confidence. And they were like, I want that. I want to be in her circle. How do I get more of her? Mm. And so when we do that, we attract people to us, which makes making money and doing business so much easier than having to push and pull. Anyone that says, I hate to pull or be pushy on others is like, that's not what sales is. Sales right. is about showing up as yourself and and showing what you've got mm-hmm. so that you attract the right people. So this book is full of information of how to do that through Instagram, how to do that on a stage, how to do that through a podcast, how to do that through um, building a community. So all these different ways that you can boldly step into the spotlight to be yourself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that's definitely needed. And here's a question um, that I have. So in today's world, um, how do you do that? How do you get beyond just social media to get out and, you know, put yourself out there? Yeah, I am not a big social media person. People Mm -hmm. know that about me. I'll post stuff every once in a while, but I have an admin that I pay, you know, to Mm -hmm. to post like Tip Tuesdays or, you know, to utilize one of our members on a Thrive Thursday and promote them. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to go live uh, with, you know, myself, have a conversation with people on social media, but I don't use social media that much. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are on social media. I've never gotten one contact, I mean, like a client from social Mm -hmm. media. The way that I like to cultivate relationships is the way you and I did, right, Trina? We Mm -hmm. meet each other once and it's like, hey, how can we collaborate more in the future? What can we do? I have the perfect person that I think would be great for your podcast. I'd like to introduce you to them. Then before you know it, they're introducing you to someone else and that person's introducing you. So cultivating relationships, going to networking events getting yourself in circles that you haven't been in. So, Mm -hmm. you know, look at the communities you're part of today. Are they serving you or are you tolerating them, right? If they're not serving you, get rid of them. Find the communities that will serve you, that will provide opportunities for you to meet other people, to network with other people. I do most of my time um, other than service and delivering, you know, for my clients, most of my time is spent in new circles, meeting new people, networking, um, 
collaborating with other people um, and, you know, and, and bringing their community into my community and my community into their community. I do a lot of collaboration work. So I wouldn't say that I'm too much of a social media junkie. Mm -hmm. In fact, my husband will say, did you see one of our, you know, so-and-so like one of our grandkids on social media? And I'll say, no, I haven't been on it all day. So what was it on Instagram or Facebook? (laughs) But usually that's how we keep up with our grandkids, you know, is because that's the kind of the age and the era and they post everything, right? They post everything on, and we don't, my husband and I don't like ever, uh, every once in a while, I'll post some fun photos, but, um, yeah. So I don't believe I'm honestly, I think if social media was gone, it would not change a tick at all in my business because I don't rely on it. I utilize it for people in mass amounts to be able to see videos. But let me tell you, I could just make a video and send it to all of my contacts that I have, you know, in my email, which is way more than, you know, Mm -hmm. someone that might be following my page because I care about people. I save their contact. I respond to them. I cultivate relationships. I email them every once in a while. So, um, you know, I call them on this thing called a phone (laughs) that we don't really use that often. I think we probably use our phones maybe 5% of the day for phone calls. And the rest right. of it is, social you know, media. everything online. <laughs> yeah. 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 The or rest is social media. Sure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So um, let's get into our questions because we touched a little bit on the podcast, but we're going to get into the questions and then I'll give you a chance to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Who or what motivates you? Oh, <laughs> people with high, high energy, high vibrations that motivates me. Okay. What demotivates you? Oh, people with negative attitudes. I cannot stand around being around people that are poo-pooing on everybody. I really can't. <laughs> when was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? Oh, um, one of my CEOs once said that I was a bull in a China shop. And I was like, whoa, that's not very nice to say to someone. But then I thought to myself, oh, I I think I, I, I know what he meant it by. But then I saw that as like, there is no way that I can walk into a room and people and go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that as a positive, even though I know he said it is a negative. Mm-hmm. I took that as a positive and utilized it for good. Yeah. What is your fear? Um, besides snakes and spiders and drowning to death um, or burning to death. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my biggest fears. But right now, I would say in my life, my biggest fear would be losing my husband. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Yes. When I was younger, I was into marathons and fitness. And I mean, I still am into fitness, but I was in such good shape and I kept wanting to my, for my body to look better. And I would starve myself and I would do all these things because I didn't see the beauty and what I had created and all the hard work I had done. And then when I got to the age that I'm at now, which I'm turning 50, Um, it's like, yeah, I'll never have that body back again. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that appreciate all your hard work and everything you do and what comes from it. 
um, in the journey. Just enjoy the journey um, and don't always be reaching for tomorrow. Enjoy the journey. Mm, I love that. Is there a time when you wish you had not done something? Um, yes, there was. Do I have to disclose what it is? <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> Let's just say I got divorced. So okay. we'll just yeah. move on from that one. We'll move on. What is your definition of success? Oh, happiness, joy, freedom of time and freedom of choice. That is my definition of success. Doesn't look like that for everybody else. But when you have those things, you can do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you recharge? Oh, on a beach somewhere. Mm -hmm. That is my recharge. So being on vacation with my husband, it could be um, anywhere in the elements. So I love to be Mm -hmm. out in nature um, or on a beach. That's how I recharge. What are you awesome at? What am I awesome at? Mm -hmm. Motivating people. Mm -hmm. I'm awesome at motivating people to be their best version of themselves. Mm. What legacy do you want to leave? I want to leave a legacy that that started a movement for women to um, hold more positions in Fortune 500 companies, uh, for women to not just run entrepreneurial businesses um, to pay for a side vacation, but to, you know, make millions of dollars in those businesses for women to really believe that anything's possible. And I just want to start that movement and leave that legacy that continues on after me. Great. So Colleen, tell the listeners about your podcast, how they can connect with you. if They need your coaching and everything that you have going on. Yes. So um, for three years, I ran um, the Lead Up for Women Speak Up to Lead Up podcast, and I'm I'm rebranding it in 2022 to Colleen's Inner Circle. And I'm going to be talking a little bit. Now I'm going to be talking more in depth. Instead of just about speaking up, we're going to be going into the areas in your life, like faith and family and friends and fitness and your career and the things that, you know, the fun, the things in your life that create who you are that help you be successful. And so um, you can find me um, anywhere online um, at Colleen Biggs or at Lead Up for Women. And of course, you can go to ColleenBiggs.net and find me there. You can get uh, links to all of my books that I've published. I think I'm actually up to seven uh, now in 2022. And you can also um, get links to my community um, and learn more about me And uh, what I have to offer, you know, for anyone that's looking to be in a community to be able to elevate themselves personally um, and financially and really, you know, get on the right track with their business. Oh, great. Well, Colleen, I thank you for being on Trina Talk. It's been an amazing conversation. I love what you're doing. And I know the listeners have learned a lot and gotten some really great gems that you're putting out. So thank you so much. Oh, you're an amazing host, Trina. Thank you so much for having me here. I had a wonderful time. I want to thank my guests for being on the show. And I want to thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. And don't forget to tune in next week.